0: Media show with your host, Jess Midge. It is just Midge today because Sam yeah, gotta tell me like it's okay though. It's just me. And while well, I was originally going to keep rambling on about whatever I just finished watching these past two weeks. Um instead I'm gonna talk about The Last of Us, which I actually had finished watching this past two weeks. <laughs> so Um, last Sunday was the finale of The Last of Us show. Yay! Um, I had actually caught up on it, uh, the weekend before, literally, the Saturday before the finale, I sped through episodes three through seven, I think, because I had watched the first two when they came out. And then I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch anything past that until, uh, last Saturday. (laughs) Um, I don't know why. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Um, it just, it, it, it you know, it, it was weird. It was a weird time. Um, okay, besides that, uh, The Last of Us, if you don't know, obviously this is going to be a major spoiler warning for The Last of Us, uh, just the TV show, because I actually haven't watched anyone play through the game past the part when they're in, when in the show they're in Kansas, but in the game they're in Pittsburgh, and they're fighting those guys at that convenience store. I haven't been past that, so i know stuff that if i had yeah okay you get it so anyway major spoilers for the last of us and also part two i'd say because i'm probably going to talk about that a bit um because i actually have watched part two in its full uh, entirety so i know what happens in it um anyway so uh very quick summary of the last of us if you haven't watched it and you don't really care about the spoilers and you're just like hey this is a show i could like check out uh, it is about Joel Miller, who is played by Pedro Pascal, um, uh, he is a former contractor, now, uh, survival, uh, he's a smuggler of illegalities, he's a survivor, he's, he's hot, um, uh, he is the main, he is one of two main protagonists in The Last of Us, he is the older character, the protector, the fighter, He's so cool! I love him. And uh, then there's Ellie Williams, who is our younger character, played by Bella uh, Bell Ramsey. Bella Ramsey, who um, I'm going to be referring to with they/them pronouns. Ellie is going to be referred to she/her because uh, Ramsey uh, uses all pronouns and is non-binary. And when I found that out, I was ecstatic. Because <laughs> me too, girl. Ah! <laughs> you know, girl in a gender-neutral way, which is real impossible. So. Um, yeah, so essentially these two have to go on a country, cross-country trip because Ellie is a, is immune to the cordyceps virus, which is the zombie virus in this version of our world, uh, which differs in, um, how it's, um, taken in, I guess, uh, in the show, in the game, it is through the air and through bites. In the show, it's only through bites, it seems, because I think I remember correctly, they changed it because they didn't want them to be wearing masks, like gas masks. <laughs> Even though in the first episode, I believe pa- I believe Joel and um, Tess do wear gas masks at some point. But it's very interesting that they decide. Uh, it's not interesting, it just makes sense that they decided to change it because... Gotta sell the money, baby. Money face, you know? Anyway, so Ellie is immune. The Cordyceps virus. She was bit two weeks prior to the show's uh, secondary beginning after the Cold Open, which is. Oh my god. Is If you've been in the video game community I mean, long enough, you probably know what the opening to the first Last of Us game is, and you know how horroring it is. It is essentially the beginning sequence of the game that shows off what happened for the, the 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 you know the apocalypse it is uh it has to do with joel and um his brother tommy and joel's daughter sarah uh trying to escape from i believe they're from texas yeah they're from texas this is not twang, baby uh they're from texas and escaping from you know the the, the apocalypse is coming the inevitable um of it all and they very, uh, in my opinion, they, uh, they managed to transcribe that opening very well in the first few minutes of the episode. And I really love how they do it. They don't just start you where the game starts you. They go before that. Uh, they show off. They even have, like, this, in the first two episodes, they have, like, this beginning bit that really takes into, uh, really goes into how before the cordyceps uh, virus became viral. So to speak. And um, like the first episode, I believe, has a sequence where it's a talk show. It looks a fairly old talk show. And the guy on there talks about cordyceps. I was like, cordyceps could evolve past what how we know them now, how we knew them then, which was not, you know, like that, pointing off into the distance at the last of us. So, and then the second one, I believe, is specifically in Jakarta, which is where the show makes it clear that's where the virus starts, Jakarta, and it spreads through grain, I believe, and bites from zombies, um, you know, um, and, yeah, uh, and that's, like, the second opening, cold opening, and then we have the sequence from the first part of the game, where Joel has to get his daughter out of danger, and Sarah is shot. In killed by a Fedra. well, I don't think he was fed they were Fedra at the time. I don't know, but they are essentially like, you know, essentially like the National Guard, no offense to the National Guard. especially no offense to Joe, Sam's girlfriend who's going into the National Guard. Okay, let me let me let me let me bring that back real quick. Anyway, Sarah's shot and killed. It's a horroring moment. Pedro Pascal kills it. not to be literal as Joel. Ugh. Anyway, so, essentially the whole thing is, it's 20 years later, it is actually taking place, Last Miss takes place in 2023. Funny enough, um, I think they did that, just be like, oh, look! It's 2023! I would've been fine with them being like, it takes place, like, in 2012, like, or 2011, when it really takes place, when the first game comes out. So, essentially, if I remember right, because I was talking with a friend of the show, Sean, who has been on, Uh, the podcast before the radio show and is a big Last of us fan you know it's far more than i do and we were talking about it when he uh actually came to visit us on thursday and he yeah i believe the first part of the game where sarah's still alive takes place in 2012 2011 and then it goes 20 years into the future into like the 30s 2030s um so like i would have been like chill with that you know what i mean it was a weird choice decision, but I guess I respect it. It was kind of insane to see, uh, the picture of George W. Bush and think about how many things that these, um, the people of Last of Us didn't experience in the early 2000s. Like Revenge of the Sith. They no- never got to see Revenge of the Sith. Harrowing. <laughs> Alright. Um, anyway, so yeah. No, episode one is essentially setting up Hey, this is the world we're in now. This is what Joel does in the Boston QZ. QZ is a quarantine zone, which essentially like they took the major cities and I believe they essentially went, "We're gonna wall this off. No one gets in. No one gets out unless you're like allowed to." And so to protect people from the virus. But Joel and Tess, whose show pretty much implies that he and Tess had something, and I'm like, I they had something. Go for them. Go for them they got it down, you know, it's lonely in the apocalypse, and Joel is an angsty little guy, not little, huh, he's not a little guy, he's broad, man, he's broad, part of this is going to be me lusting a little bit after Pedro Pascal, um, I guess lusting after Joel Miller, not Pedro, because Pedro's a real guy, and I I can't, I can't do that, man, that's, (sighs) yeah, I can't do that, anyway. So, yeah, so essentially the opening, it is, I have been running around this, okay, listen, opening is, okay, Tess and Joel are smugglers, they're smuggling and they're making deals with FEDRA agents, they are uh, asked by, they, first off, they're going after this guy whose name I can't remember, he sucks, he gypped them, he, he, he messed with them, and so when they try and go out to go after this guy, they stumble upon Marlene, who is the leader of the Fireflies, which is like a resistance group against FEDRA whose name I don't remember what the acronym is for. But essentially, they're like the bad guys. They're the Nazis. I'm not even joking. They suck. They are fascist. They are controlling. They are horrible to the people that are under their supposed protection. Okay, so they meet Marlene, and they find out, Hey, they Marlene wants them to take this kid, Ellie, over to, I believe it is Town Hall in Boston, in the greater Boston area or city center or something like that to meet up with other fireflies and that's all the job is supposed to be unless um, so uh, Marlene by the way is like bleeding out um, and there's this whole big confrontation like very tense conversation there's like no finding uh, a lot of The Last of Us um, is a lot of talking which is yeah that is what the game is the game has been called a glorified movie which is fair and valid and true um, I'm probably gonna talk about that at towards the end of the episode, because I did read a very interesting, I believe it's Polygon article, about, like, The Last of Us, how it kind of fails in a certain aspect that really hit hard, uh, with the actual game, and is where a lot of the character development comes from. Anyway, so, Tess, Joel, Ellie, uh, they leave the QZ, and, um... Joel and Tess, they don't really believe that Ellie's immune. Because, like, honestly, that is so fair. I wouldn't believe this kid is immune if I had no idea what was happening. I was like, kid, you're immune? Mm-mm, no, 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 that's not how that works. No, no. So, uh, they find out that she is immune, first off. there are, like, I guess they have these... You remember during... If you remember during COVID, <laughs> during COVID, we're still in COVID, do not forget that. They had, uh, we, they were, like, these, um, they almost look like scanners you see in the supermarket, and they put it up against your head and be, like, yeah, able to tell your temperature. They have that, but, like, four cordyceps, and they can tell if you're infected or not. Um, and there's a different way that people do it. Uh, later on the season, I believe, uh, episode six or seven, six, um, a dog is able to sniff out if you're, uh, infected. That is, later on, I, just, that scene was so tense, but we'll get to that. Anyway. So these Fedra guys, they catch they catch Ellie and Joel and Tess, and they find out, hey, kids, yeah, kids are infected, and she's not going insane. Like she's ha- like she has a very visible bite mark, but it looks like it's healed over. Um. Anyway, so yeah, and um, there's this moment at the very end where uh, Ellie watches Joel just go ham on this Fedra guy. And I remember watching because I watched all the ending sort of interview bits because HBO tends to do that with all their originals. They tend to have like moments with like the um, the creators, especially when it's coming out. Um, and I believe Craig Mazin, who is I believe the executive producer alongside uh, Neil Druckmann, um, and was really talking about how Ellie sees Joel go ham on this guy, and she's like heck yeah baby because it is really Joel is really something and he compared to i guess i think to put it in perspective Ellie went to a federal military school Ellie's an orphan and her life she's been around military guys and now she finally sees someone like Joel and he is just vicious with it and it's just sort of, I guess, this moment about for Elliot being like, I want to do that. I want to be like that. I want to be able to protect myself like that. And I can't say I blame her, even if it is, like, a horrifying moment, sort of just, like, watching this man beat another guy to death. I get it, with, like, the situation they're in, everything that's going on, you know? Alright, so, episode two! <laughs> they are, most of episode two is them traveling through, uh, the greater Boston era that is not in the QZ to get to where they have to drop off Ellie, and I'm just going to skip right through, we have this moment where, um, where I believe they're in, like, a museum, sort of, I remember this sequence very distinctly from the game, and they are, they are, this is the first time we encounter clickers, which is, okay, so, like, kind of left for dead, there are different types of zombies, and with, um, the Last of Us. It is based on how far along they are in their infection, how long it's been since they were infected. There are the general zombies, which you will see most of, which are very, very, still very humanoid. They have eyes. They yeah. Um, and then we have the clickers, which are, are um, which are zombies who i whose eyesight have been taken from them. The cordyceps have sort of grown over their eyes, and they are vi- they have incredible hearing. They're really cool. Um, honestly, when the clickers... Like, especially uh, watching uh, that specific... <laughs> watching that specific ending sequence. No, no, no. Like, the ending talk with the uh, the people who were working on it. And talking about the clickers and how they wanted to get it right. And I was like, you got it right, baby. They got people who, like, knew the game. Who knew that the clickers, like, worked. And who how they, like, moved. And it was like, oh, so good. Uh, so, anyway they get Ellie to where they wanted to go and they find out all the fireflies are dead so here's where it begins to separate from what we know okay so in the game I remember this very distinctly Tess and Joel and um Ellie they get to the uh the city hall or town hall or whatever the heck it is and they find all the fireflies dead and they hear Fetcher coming Fedra's coming. And so what happens is that uh, it's revealed in the same in both the TV show and the game. Tess has been bitten. She got bit during the uh, encounter with the Clickers when they were in that museum type bit. And so she decides to sacrifice herself so Joel and Ellie can keep going. So in the game, she sacrifices herself by doing sort of a standoff that doesn't last long with the Fedra guys. She gets killed by gunfire... But in, in the show, instead it's not the fetcher guys, it's a massive horde of zombies, which is our first look at how of a horde mentality the zombies have. And so Tess decides, I'm going to sacrifice my life, I'm going to trail this gasoline all over the floor, and I'm going to light this place up. That's what she does. And, the, and in the moments of Tess trying to light her lighter, and the zombie is coming up to her, oh my god, it's mmm, oh, ah, you know, uh, you get my vibe, uh, and just the moment of Joel and Ellie running from the building, and just, oh my god, it was, I was very confused why they went for that, but I guess I could see why, because it's sort of like a, you know, it's, um, I, I believe they went for this because a lack of a gameplay element, because right after this, I believe that Ellie and, um, Ellie and uh, blah, 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 blah. Ellie and uh, Joel have this whole gameplay moment where they have to sneak around the fireflies, have to shoot some of them, you know what I mean? That is really the biggest, I'm really, I'm going to, I'm going to into that gameplay stuff. Like how, because of the gameplay, it has sort of a different vibe at times because of character development and sort of like the core of what Last of Us is, you know, we'll get there. That's the end of episode two. (laughs) Episode three is the biggest departure so far because it introduces us to the characters of Bill and Frank. If you played The Last of Us, the original game, you know Bill. He is the survivalist, um, like, doomsday prepper who essentially holds himself up in his little town with a gate. And so we get to see how he does that. And, um... We get to, literally, it, it starts with um, Ellie and Joel being like, Joel being like, we're going to go see Bill and Frank because they have a truck that we could use to continue our journey. And that's, like, super fair and valid because, yeah. The original reason why Joel and uh, Tess accept the job is because Marlene was going to provide them with a truck battery because Joel wants to go find his brother, Tommy who has essentially... They haven't seen each other in years. They split up at some point during the past 20 years. Tommy joined the Fireflies. Joel went to be a smuggler in the QZ, Boston QZ. And Tommy and him were communicating through radio. And at this point in the story, when they're still in the QZ, Tommy has stopped responding over the radio. It was like, my brother is missing. So he's going to go find his brother. And along the way... And because, that's why they took the job, so they get the truck and go find Tommy. Now Tess is dead, and now they don't have a truck battery, and now he's stuck with the kid. So, he's stuck with the kid. All they know is go west. That's all they know. So, um, okay. Bill and Frank, who have been an ally to uh, Tess and Joel for Hot Minute. Um, so we, find, we know Bill better, because Frank, in the, in the original game... He, uh, you actually meet Bill, but you don't meet Frank. Uh, when you eventually stumble upon Frank, he has, uh, he has committed suicide. And there is a letter, uh, from Frank to Bill that talks about him very. it, It doesn't seem like a good relationship in the game. And it is revealed through context clues essentially that they, they, they were boyfriends. They were kissing. They were boyfriends. So. I didn't know what to... I only knew what sort of this episode was. I knew it was going to be a horroring experience. This is stuff I watched last Saturday. Horroring experience. I knew it was going to be really... I knew it was going to make me want to cry. I surprisingly never cried during this... Uh, watching the series. Um, I knew that this was going to be a hard episode. Because it is very much... It is centering around Bill and Frank. Learning how to survive together in this apocalypse. Not necessarily, like, sort of what Ellie and Joel get up to, but more of, like, a, hey, we have this compound, and we need to learn how to live alongside each other. And also, we fall in love and are cute. You know? Yeah, now. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. We meet Belle. We, uh, first off, we meet, meet Belle because, uh, oh, this is just a horror moment. I have to mention it. So, uh, because of the QCs, they were, like, the Federal was, like, evacuating people, and they would go to small towns and, uh, they would evacuate people. we in those small towns with Bill's. And he decided to hide from the evacuation because he didn't trust it for good reason. We see before we flash back to Bill 20 years earlier that, uh, some skulls, they stumbled upon, uh, Joel and Ellie stumbled upon some skulls and bones some skeletons, remains. And we find out that two, that the people, of uh, Bill's town, There were too many of them, and they couldn't all be put into the cuisine nearby, and so Fedra killed them, and left them to rot there, because being dead is better than being a zombie, which is completely, the logic is there, but like, it is completely inhumane, you know? Okay, so, Bill, he sets up his whole sitch, he goes to the Home Depot, baby, he gets it, going he's got tons of guns he, he really got set out for him you know he he's he's a hunter he's got good food he's got the entire town's like uh, materials at his own at his uh you know at his fingertips and then a guy named frank stumbles into one of his traps <laughs> and um bill is very like ooh about this because he's an isolationist he essentially is what It seems that Bill's entire plan is to just live out his life until he dies. And I cannot blame him for that. Uh, so, essentially, uh, Bill's like, alright, fine, whatever. Brings Frank in. He's like, okay, I'm gonna let you shower, I'm gonna feed you, and then the whole plan is for Frank to leave after that. And then he doesn't. Frank stumbles upon, uh, Bill has a piano, because the house that he's in was his parents'. Um, and assuming he, like, got the house, you know, you know, parents die, they give you the house, that kind of thing, um, and so there's a piano, and, and Frank starts playing it, and I guess it really endears him, a lot of suffering does really endears, um, him to build, I think, like, him being, like, you look like a guy who knows how to pair wine with meats, and, like, honestly, that's just gonna be uh, uh, for the viewers at home I am like waving my I'm limping my wrist uh, you get what I mean uh, and it's just this moment where they like very shyly kiss cause it is Frank's first time kissing a man not Bill's first time kissing a man he is he was so deep in the closet and so the episode turn, it just goes on through their lives how they meet Joel and Tess how they become so domestic and sweet And it's just so heartbreaking. At the end, Frank has contracted a chronic illness. And so he doesn't find it worth living anymore. And he wants Bill to give him one final good day. And he does that, and he has this whole thing set out. And they get married. And it's... They exchange rings. And they have this little dinner. And um, Frank's been taking these pills. And they decide to die by overdose, and, um, because Bill decides, I'm not leaving this world without you. It's a very, very sweet moment, and at the end of the episode, we get, um, Joel and Ellie rocking up, and they discover what happened, uh, they get the, they get the, sh- uh, they get the shower, they get the, and then they get to take some of, uh, Bill's weapons, and they take the truck, and they just get going and that's when we go into the kansas city part of i'm gonna say i don't want to say arc because i think it's only one I've, it's only one episode um and that's be kansas city and it's harrowing it's harrowing oh baby all right kansas city is a qz that has liberated itself uh from fedra and in this I'm going to have some criticisms about specifically, I'm going to have some criticisms all around for the Kansas City arc, because the point of Last of us is really, these are decisions people have to make, and they aren't good decisions, they're decisions they feel like they have to make. And actually, I'm going to, like, rag on the showrunners a bit here, I'll get in a second. So, turns out, okay, so we got a resistance, and they managed to overtake uh, QC, and they're like, it's our QC now, yahoo! And so they are essentially, they are collaborators who are people, normal people, who, um, they're snitches. They work with Fedra, they're snitches. And, um, there is a a specific collaborator, Henry. Um, and he sold out the leader of the, uh, the new leader of the resistance because the old one died. Uh, Catherine, her brother died because Henry sold him out. And so now Catherine is very intent on getting revenge her brother's death um also this is the point of the show where Jeffrey Pierce who plays Tommy in the original game plays a new character whose name I can't remember uh but yeah Jeffrey Pierce is in this episode so Joel and Ellie they are they stumble into Kansas City because they can't get through on the highway because uh it's been blocked off by a beagle truck and I'm gonna try and get through this before our break, and then we're gonna break, and then we're gonna talk about the rest of the series. And so, essentially, um... Yeah, they get, uh, ambushed by, uh, uh, raiders. Uh, not raiders. They get ambushed by Resistance members, and they don't know that yet, and it's a whole bit, and it's seen how vicious Joel can be. There's this moment in this where he is taking care of these guys who attack them. And, um one of these guys sneaks up on him and gets him down is like essentially choking him out and ellie comes in and shoots the guy in the back and ellie was told to stay hidden and it is really this moment of jell trying to be like you are a kid you shouldn't have to see this and not really knowing how to comfort ellie in this situation because it's been 20 years you know what i mean okay so (laughs) uh we have okay so anyway we get past that and it's just very tense moment for them, and they have to sort of run around uh, evading the resistance because they're on them now. And so they meet uh, Henry and his brother Sam. I never got to this point in the sh- in the game, so this is all new territory for me. Okay, except for the ending, I knew what happened in the ending, but everything between that new territory. Got it. Okay, great. So. Uh, Henry, um, first of all, Henry and Sam, uh, so Henry, uh, actually, so Sam is deaf. Sam is deaf. His actor is deaf, which I was super, I'm not, I want to say I'm super impressed by, but generally, at least, you don't see a lot of representation that is actually, you know, representation where it is a character, an actor who has that disability, who is playing a character with that disability, and we have a deaf boy, um, playing a deaf boy and it was like it's just like ah, oh! you know it's a it's a moment it's a moment of a, Whoa my god you get me um so we find out that henry was a collaborator because he and sam were all they had and um sam got really sick he had leukemia and henry had to get medicine for his brother you know it's your little brother you're gonna do anything in the world for your little brother so he sells out the leader of the resistance, Catherine's brother, to Fedra. That's how he gets get, get some medicine, and you know, to Catherine, that is that is not good. Not not because they're not good. That is essentially that is a sin to her because that caused her brother's death. And to Henry, that saved his brother's life. You know, it, it's it's a hard thing to balance. So we get this whole sequence of what happened. Henry and Sam escaping the QZ so they don't get caught. They are... Okay, I'm going to draw some inspira- I'm gonna inspir... I'm going to not right, I'm going to draw some parallels there for a minute. So, the doctor... There's a doctor who we see in the beginning of the episode who is being interrogated by Catherine. And he happens to be Jewish. I know he's Jewish because was his name. I don't remember it, but I know it ended up in, like, Stein or Stein. You get me? You hear a name like that and go, that's a Jew preface I'm Jewish so I am allowed to talk about this thank you so we see this the Jewish character is the first character we meet who is a collaborator a rat if you would I was just like oh great cool! Because these are all new, ca- that's a new character. We didn't meet that guy in the game, I'm pretty sure. You just met Henry and Sam. You didn't meet this guy, this doctor. Because Catherine's new. The character Jeffrey is playing is new. You didn't meet that guy in the game. So I'm sitting there like, great! The very obviously Jewish character is one of the collaborators. So he's a snitch. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Okay. You know, going past that. And he... So, Sam and Henry go to him. He helps them out of the QC. And he hides them in an attic. You know? Like in the Holocaust. Okay, anyway. So, they... uh, So, Joel and Ellie meet up with Sam and Henry. And they decide, okay, Henry can lead us out through tunnels underneath. Joel is there to provide protection because henry doesn't know how to shoot a gun <laughs> um and so they go through this they go through these tunnels underground Um, uh, they still look upon this like a different sort of not an outpost but like a sanctuary where it was specifically i think it seemed to specifically a lot of kids and they were being protected apparently this is a big reference towards the game i had to finish watching someone play the game um, and then when they get out, they get out of the presidential area, and hoop a boop. there's a guy out there, and he's taking pot shots at him, and he works with the resistance, so the resistance finds them. Great. And, okay, rolling back to the beginning of the episode, when they were searching for Sam Henry, Joel, and Ellie, they find this area beneath a an apartment building, or just a building, and it is being cracked up. So, think about Kansas City, QC... Is that they got rid of all of the infected. Apparently. Fedric got rid of all the infected. Now that is total. Total poopy. Total. Total. It's, it's wrong. It's wrong. Uh, they drove all of the infected underground. And. Uh, Bob's uncle. They're still there. And they're mad. And they are starting to dig up. Um, so. At the very end of the episode. A. A, uh, a massive wave of zombies comes out of nowhere including a bloater, which is our second type of special zombie a bloater is a absolute menace it is big, it is it is strong, it can rip a guy's head off it ripped a guy's head off uh, it, ripped Jeffrey, it ripped Jeffrey Pierce's head off y'all I, uh, mm. anyway, I hope that's not too bad for the FCC <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry Okay. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, anyway. So, it's just, just bloodbath. This is absolute chaos. And Joel got rid of the sniper guy. Who's this old guy up in, a, like, a tower belt in, like, a, a house's, like, upper floors. And he's taken the sniper shots from above, protecting Ellie and Sam and Henry. And eventually, they manage to get out. Um, manage to get out of there. Catherine gets killed by a kid zombie, which is an ultimate form of... Oh, you wanted to kill a child? Here's a child to kill you. You know what I mean? Uh, So anyway, they get out. They get to, like, this motel. And it's discovered by Ellie that Sam, the little deaf boy, has been bitten. So he's infected. And so Ellie sort of, they don't really get why Ellie's infected at this point. They don't get it. They don't know how. So she's just like, my blood must be special. You get what I mean? So she cuts her hand. And she kind of, like, smears it on me is it on Sam's wound, and she's like, uh, yeah, my blood's, like, you know, cool. Uh, maybe this will help. And it's a, a very kid moment for them, because there's, like, this whole moment of uh, Sally and Sam and Ellie talking and, like, trading, like, talking to each other, and they really bonded over, like, their small little journey through underground of Kansas City. And in the morning, um, Sam, Sam turns. And so, um, uh, uh, so when Ellie and Sam tumble out, uh, Joel obviously goes, Joel kind of freezes. And, uh, Henry is the one to kill his brother. And then he is so horrified by it that he kills himself. And the episode ends with, uh, the burial of Sam and Henry at the motel. And Joel and Ellie moving on to their next stop along the journey. And we are going to go off we are going to go on a break we'll be right back with the rest of the last of us it's some analysis you, you get what i mean you get it you get it you know what we're doing here all right be back in a bit bye and we are back hello by the way comfort food is coming up right after this so if you do want to find out what chaz is talking about keep listening um after us so i realized that i actually talked about episodes four and five so all we have to talk about is episode six seven eight and nine okay <laughs> so episode six is the episode where they get to jackson wyoming which if you've played which i had no idea they actually got to in the first game um i only knew about it from the second game so when we came on the jackson i was like. We're there already? What? Wait, hold on. I didn't know. I didn't know. So apparently, yeah. Um, anyway, so Jackson, Wyoming is where uh, that scene I talked about last half hour about the dog sniffing you for the infection. It was such a tense moment. Uh, this is actually where we start to get uh, a lot of wh- how this has affected Joel. Because he starts having panic attacks, y'all. Oh my god. I don't know if this happened in the game, but he starts having panic attacks. And I was just sort of like, um, g- got me too! No way! Oh my god, me too! Anyway, ah. Um, yeah, so, uh, they keep going, they're in Wyoming, they summon upon the Jackson, and they in- indirectly meet Maria, who is, uh, Tommy's wife, <laughs> who Joel didn't know Tommy had so uh yeah so it's a Joel Tommy reunion so good they lo- they hug they're so ah, it's so good and they sort of they meet Maria who is Tommy's I said that Tommy's wife Tommy's wife Maria who is sort of on the council for Jackson not one person's in charge this is uh, this is like legitimate it's communism they they, they Maria is like yeah it's communism and Tommy who um was in the marines is a, is a red-blooded Texan, it's just like, has this moment of what? It's really funny. So the real meat of this episode is sort of just, Ellie finds out about Sarah, because there is this little memorial in Maria and Tommy's house, uh, that is Maria's son, I believe it's David, Maria's son, whose name I can't remember, and Sarah, who is Joel's daughter, if we've forgotten. And so she... There's this conversation at the very end of the episode where... Joel's had this talk with Tommy about how he doesn't think he can get Ellie where she deserves... She needs to go. Which, uh, they don't know where it is at this point. Um, I think they have an idea of a university go-to. Uh, which they will get to at the end of this episode? Yes. Um... But it is this moment of Joel being like, Tommy, you gotta take her. And Tommy's like, whoa, ah, this kid don't know me. And then one of the final scenes is a scene uh, that is basically word for word taken from the game. Um, and it is Joel and Ellie arguing over, like, Joel doesn't think he's right to take Ellie the rest of the way. And Ellie thinks this is Joel's way of getting rid of her because she has as she says in this episode she has been left behind uh, she has been abandoned and people have died on her and she doesn't want that to happen again because she would feel more scared if she wasn't with Joel Joel makes her feel safe and it's so heart wrenching i oh my god so um ends up Ellie Joel's like Ellie uh is going to head out with Tommy Joel comes at the last second is the next morning Joel comes at the last second just like now nah now we're going. Joel was, like, about to leave, actually. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, uh, and so they go. They go with each other to their next destination, which I don't remember where it is. At the end of the next episode, they come across, like, they come across this college where they think is, um, I think it's not Salt Lake. No, that's later. Uh, and they think this is where, uh, I think it's Colorado, actually. Um, and this is where they think Fireflies are, uh, who are going to be able to, you know, create the cure from Ellie. Um, they're not. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, uh, they actually, when they start to leave, these raiders come out. And the raiders are gonna be important, um, because the raider source is in the next step in the next two, uh, two episodes from now. And, um, Joel gets into a fight with one of them, and, uh, he kills the guy, but the guy ends up stabbing him with, like, a broken baseball bat handle and troll is messed up so episode 7 is left behind which is taken majorly from um the dlc left behind which is all about how ellie gets bitten it shows like a lot of ellie before we meet her in the beginning of the show so um it is around ellie and her best friend riley um, they uh, Riley is, at this point, former FEDRA military kid. Ellie's still in the school. And Riley goes missing for, like, two weeks. And Ellie thinks she's dead. And Riley comes back. Um, we also had this moment before this where Ellie sits down with, sort of, like, the main guy, the head guy. And it's just, like, sort of being like, hey, is this funny? What do you want to do with your life? Because Ellie is, like, a little fighter. She's, I don't want to say feisty. But she's sort of, like, she is bullied. She sort of doesn't have any ties to anyone besides Riley and yeah and she's just sort of like she's very aggressive I would say and she's like do you want to keep doing this and end up like a grunt and like a grub and doing like sewer patrol or do you want to end up as an officer like me and getting a new office and a bed and regular food because you know this is sort of a moment like hey Fetra sucks Fedra doesn't feed. Fedra has like these long lines for food kitchens. They don't just. Uh, they don't, you know, give out medicine correctly. They are totalitarian. And um, a lot of the episode is centering around Riley being like. Riley comes back and she's like, hey, I want to give you the best li- night of your life. Uh, all right. Uh, Ellie's like, you know, it's like, Ugh, are you sure? But they end up going. They sort of. They very. They don't very easily slip back into. The presumed original dynamic they had. It's very tense still. But then they get to the mall. <laughs> and Riley shows her all of these amazing things from before the apocalypse. Escalators. A photo booth. A carousel. Um. But great, secret is there. Um. I believe also a Halloween store. I'm forgetting something. No, I'm forgetting something. I'm forgetting something. Um but no no the, oh i remember it was the joke book uh so uh during this ellie finds out hey riley's a firefly and because she's fedrapilled um she's like that's bad uh so the end episode ends first off they kiss they're gay ellie is a lesbian let's make that clear ellie's a lesbian And they end the episode sort of they've kissed they've had this moment and this zombie who was laying sort of like in like wait here until someone showed up in the mall bites both of them and so at the end they're like let's let's lose each other to the madness and so this is sort of preceded in the show like by Ellie like trying to be like how do I take care of Joel and at this moment like Joel's like just go just keep going and Ellie at that moment she's like at the door there's like entirely in a second just thinking about it. she's like like standing there she's like no no no, i'm gonna help joel so she raids the house they're in and finds needle and thread not the most sanitary thing to sew up uh like sew up a wound but um yeah so we're gonna sk- go quick 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 so episode eight uh is i can't remember where it's called, but anyway uh so ellie's like i have to get joel medicine i have to get him food so she's hunting she's doing her thing she stumbles upon this guy she she manages it she kills a deer girl boss uh and she stumbles upon this guy named david david bad news so he's like yeah our collective has medicine and we know that david this guy he's a god guy uh he he's very much a pastor sort of type who's just like very controlling over the people in his community and they are starving by the way they're starving because there's not a lot of game out, it's hard to grow stuff in the winter, um, uh, so, I'm assuming, this is still Colorado, I'm assuming, um, so Ellie's like, fine, go get medicine, sort of, like, and you get half of this deer, and Ellie has this whole, like, talk with him, and eventually, the guy who is with him, James, who is played by Troy Baker, who plays Joel in the game, um, comes back and it's sort of like he does give her the medicine, but it's sort of like this very threatening atmosphere. And so she runs back. And so the whole bit with David, he's like, he's gonna go after, he's trying to like give Elian into his community. And Ellie's like, No. No Which is so fair and valid of her. Um and so she says now, goes back to Joel. And she gives Joel the pen it's penicillin. Um and so the The guy, Joel, uh, David and James come back with a bunch of other guys. They kidnap Ellie. Joel goes ham on them trying to find his girl. His girl. Um, and so then there's this very tense, creepy part of the episode where we find out that David's community is unknowingly a bunch of cannibals. knowingly on David's part. They are cannibals. And also David is a pedophile. He's a creep. He's an absolute creep. So, Ellie ends up escaping, and she ends up fighting David herself. In the video game, Joel, uh, She that is a whole thing, and she ends up killing David. She has this whole thing. Girl's traumatized. She walks out, and there's Joel, and, and he scares her, and he's like, any he, so Joel would call Sarah his daughter baby girl, and he ends up calling Ellie baby girl, and it's very, very Moments, it's like, oh my god, he cares for her so much, but she's traumatized. Okay, episode 9 they make it to Salt Lake City, yay! They're finally gonna get to the hospital where the fireflies are. And so, they, there's this, uh, they're going through it. Ellie is still very much traumatized, sort of like going through the motions. I'm just gonna skip to the hospital. They do have the scene with the giraffe and the feeding the giraffe, he's sort of seeing like a very a more childish side to Ellie, but anyway, the hospital. They get knocked out by the fireflies. Because fireflies, they didn't know who they were. Okay, fair, I guess. And so Joel finds out that Ellie is going to go under surgery. And the surgery is going to kill her. Because the part where the cordyceps gets into your brain, it gets in, is in your brain. So they have to do brain surgery on Ellie. By the way, the guy doing the surgery is just like a a doctor of biology. He's not like a surgeon. Yeah, it's like... Mm, I actually think he's, like, a veterinarian or something. I can't remember. Anyway, he's, like, a doctor of biology. Like, it's not gonna work. (laughs) Who knows if it's gonna work? How are they gonna synthesize this? Do they have, uh, like, you know. So Joel understandably is, like, upset, and it also turns out that Marlene didn't tell Ellie that this would kill her, probably. Um, And Joel is understandably upset because this kid he's gone on a journey for for months at this point. Months is, first off, didn't have a choice to find out that this is probably gonna kill her. Second, um, you know, he wasn't told either until she's already going in like getting prepped for surgery. So, um Merlin has league a uh, Firefly guys escort Joel out and he's like, No, no, no. And so he goes on a rampage to save his kid. He saves Ellie. And um also uh, Laura Bailey, uh, a cameo in this episode as one of the nurses, and in the beginning of this episode, we have a cameo from, uh, Ashley, uh, Johnson, who plays Ellie in the game, who plays her mother, Anna, actually, which is a really cute, really great way to do the connection, and they surprisingly do look like they're related. Incredibly, so. Um, also we find out that Anna and Marlene were friends since childhood, and we find out that Ellie is immune because her mother was bit when Ellie was still connected to her by the um the cord, you know what I mean? And that's why Ellie is immune, because she has some cordyceps in her from birth. So, Joel goes on the rampage, saves Ellie, kills the doctor who is performing the surgery. That is important. Remember that for season two. Um and then he gets her out of there, but Marlene shows up and he, she's just like, Joel, you can make a decision. You can choose to do the right thing, what Ellie would think want you to do. And Joel's like nah kills Marlene and then he takes Ellie to Wyoming to go back to Jackson and it's sort of the, the show ends with Ellie asking Joel "Is what you told me that they couldn't fi- figure it out they found other people and they couldn't make a cure is that true and he lies to her because that's what you do as a parent we see that in the beginning of the episode 2 with Anna lying for Ellie to make sure that her daughter continues to live in the world she lies saying that Ellie wasn't attached to her still when she got bit and Joel lies to Ellie, saying, "No, that's true. The fireflies they couldn't figure it out There were raiders. They sacked, ran, ransacked the hospital. They, I got you out of there. They had other people. It's not gonna happen." And in uh, in the ending, uh, they sort of make it clear that Ellie's like, she wants to believe Joel, but she doesn't really believe him. Okay, super quick before the show ends. <laughs> Okay, I want to talk super quick about this Polygon article I read, which is. It kind of makes it clear some of the parts to The Last of Us that don't work. Especially because, uh, you know, with video games, this is why video game adaptations don't really work. They don't do anything with the gameplay. Because a big part of The Last of Us is the shootouts, the crafting, and the walking sections, where you get a lot of characterization for Joel and Ellie. And anyone that's along, like Tess or Marlene at one point. You, uh, Sam and Henry, I'm assuming. You get me. So because we don't have those moments of Joel and Ellie sort of just, like, very small moments of them going back and forth, bantering, the characterization isn't as strong. Even though it is incredibly well done, Bell be- be- Bel- Ramsey and Pedro Pascal did incredible as Joel and Ellie. But I heavily agree, from what I can see, at least, the characterization isn't as strong as it would be in the game. And that is, like, the only part that is tough for me um and by the way season two is already coming out we don't know how they're going to set it up i've already watched part two how they're going to divide it who knows because really okay anyway that is going to be it for us at Phantom fair on 90.3 wmc upper montclair uh thank you so much for coming uh for listening in Uh, If you want to listen to our backlog of episodes, we are on Spotify and Google Podcasts, which is F-A-N-D-O-M-F-A-R-E. That is where you can listen to us, our older episodes. If you want to find out when we're going live, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at F-A-N-D-O-M-F-A-R-E for Twitter and F-A-N-D-O-M underscore F-A-R-E for Instagram. And we're also on TikTok, which is uh, the same handle as our Twitter and our Google Podcasts and our Spotify. Okay, we will be back next week. I hope, (laughs) um, talking about probably Bad Batch and Ruby and a lot of other stuff, so I hope you tune in, uh, brush your teeth, clean your sheets, and take a shower, because you're kind of stinky, um, touch some grass, go eat something like I have to, because it's 1pm and I haven't eaten lunch, alright, uh, we will see you all next time, bye-bye! Having me in lunch. All right, uh, we will see you all next time. Bye bye.